listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. All right. Thank you, worship team. That feels a little self-serving. Sorry about that. Good job, me. You really hit that high note. Wow. Just fire me right now. I'm sorry. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, can you believe it is a new year already? I mean, I I, I vaguely remember Christmas, but I don't remember Thanksgiving very much. I don't remember, you know, like Halloween, New Year's. I think is there, but we, people tell me we're in a new year already. Is that right? Okay. 2020 vision. That's what I keep hearing. 2020 vision. This is 2020. Uh, I can't think of a better way to start off a new year than celebrating new life in Jesus. And, and, uh, like I said earlier, this is the first time we, um, have ever done uh, live baptisms in our service before. And so I, I've never really got to teach on it before in in service. And so just real briefly, I want to give you a breakdown of why we do baptisms. And kind of like anybody um, go to those websites and click on the FAQs, frequently asked questions. Like I do that all the time. I find those really helpful. So this is kind of like a FAQ of baptism, frequently asked questions. But first I want to read a story about Philip, the, an apostle of Jesus in Acts 8. Um, and I want to just, uh, we're going to come back to some points in this story uh, a little while later. But, but for now, I just want to kind of read the story. Philip is an apostle. And um, uh, so uh, this is Acts 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, rise and go towards the south, to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. And and this is a a desert place. And he rose and went. He didn't, like, notice he didn't ask why or how come or that's far, God. Are you sure about that? Like, he just rose and went. And then there was, so then there was an Ethiopian a eunuch, and a a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasures, all her treasure. He had uh, come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning, seated in his chariot, and he was reading the prophet Isaiah. And the spirit said to Philip, go over and join this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, do you understand what you're reading? Discipleship, right there. That's a perfect example. Do you understand what you're reading? And and he said, how can I, unless someone guides me, right? How can I understand what I'm reading if someone's not there to saddle up alongside me and teach me? 
And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. And now uh, the passage of, uh, of the scripture that he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter. And like a lamb before its shearing is silent, so he opens not his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation for his life is taken away from the earth. Who's, who's Isaiah talking about? Jesus, right? Before even Jesus came to the earth, Isaiah's prophesying that, that Jesus is going to come and die. And, and the eunuch said to Philip, about whom, I, uh, about whom I ask you, does this prophet say this about himself or about someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and began with the scripture. Uh, he told him the good news about Jesus. And uh, as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, he, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water. Philip and the eunuch, and he was baptized, and, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord carried Philip away, and the eunuch saw him no more and went on his way rejoicing. So that's an incredible story about baptism. Uh, literally, this guy's reading the Bible. He doesn't understand it. Philip comes alongside of him, says, hey, do you know what that says? Do you understand it? And, and the guy's like, no, tell me. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. And Philip shares the good news with him. And immediately after believing in Jesus, this guy, this Ethiopian guy is like, look, there's water. I need to be baptized, like right now. Like I want to be one with, with, with Jesus. I want to make a public proclamation that this, this, this man who Isaiah prophesied about so long ago is, is my Lord and Savior. And uh, so, you know, why should we consider being baptized? Um, well, the first answer I believe is uh, is following Christ. Following Christ is 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 one of the biggest reasons why we should consider being baptized. Uh, in order to understand the reason for being water baptized, it is important to carefully consider what the Bible says about it. Jesus Himself was baptized. He wasn't a sinner, though. That's, that's the thing with Jesus. He wasn't a sinner, yet he humbled himself in obedience to identify with us, right? And, and gave us an example to follow. In, in Mark 1, 9 through 11, uh, it says this, In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens being torn open and the spirit descending on him like a dove and a voice came from heaven you are my beloved son with whom i am well pleased following jesus is one of the main reasons why we are baptized he didn't need to be baptized but he was baptized so that um so that he could sympathize with us 
uh, an act of obedience is another reason why to be baptized. Water baptism is an act of faith and obedience to the commands of Christ. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Matthew 28, 19, 20. Another reason is public declaration. Baptism declares publicly that it is no longer I, but Christ who lives in me. Right? Baptism declares that you are a follower of Jesus Christ. It is a public confession of your faith and commitment to Jesus Christ. It is the next step after salvation through repentance and faith and is important foundation for Christian living. So next frequently asked question, what is the meaning and significance of baptism? And, 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 and really the whole thing, picture this, is a move from death to life. It's a move. It's a move from death to life. Baptism is a symbol of Christ's burial and resurrection. Our entrance into the water during baptism identifies us with Christ's death on the cross, his burial in the tomb, and his resurrection from the dead. Colossians 2, 9, 14 say this, For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. The whole, the fullness and you have been filled with him who is the head of all rule and authority. And in him also you were uh, circumcised with a circumcision made without hands. By putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Because having been buried with him in baptism. Having been buried in him with baptism with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful work of God who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made altogether alive altogether with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Another symbol of baptism is, is a brand new life. A brand new life. It's a symbol of your new life as a Christian. We bury the old life and we uh, rise to walk in a new life, right? A new life. Baptism is like, it's kind of like a wedding ring if you think about it. Uh, it is an outward symbol of commitment you made in your heart, right? A commitment that has been followed through and lived out on a daily basis. 
This is like a really simple way to think about it. Baptism is the symbol, right? And it's meant to show the world that you love, trust, and have put your hope in Christ. And so the wedding ring analogy, let's say, um, you know, I'm not married right now, and I put a, a wedding ring on my finger, would it make me married? If I'm not married and I put a wedding ring on, some of you like look confused. If I put a wedding, if I put, a, if I'm not married and I put a wedding ring on, does that make me married? No, right, right, no, of course. Similarly, I can be baptized in a church, but that doesn't make me a true believer in Christ, right? The baptism is a symbol. Imagine that I, I really am married. Tough, I know, right? My wife and I really did go through the marriage ceremony, uh, but, I, I didn't, but I just didn't have my ring on my finger, right? Would that mean I wasn't married? If I went through the ceremony but didn't have the ring on, right? No way, of course, I would, I would still be married. Similarly, I can, be, I can be a believer in Christ but not be baptized but, and my sins are still paid for and forgiven by God. But imagine that I truly was married, I am married, I really, really love my wife, would I wear my wedding ring? Of course, right? Of course. I would, I, I would love my wife and want the whole world to know it in the same way if I've, tr- if I've trusted Christ to save me from sin and he is the Lord and joy of my life, then I, I want everyone to know about it, Right? I want everybody to know about it. So baptism is a statement to everyone who sees it that I have trusted Christ for my salvation and I'm committed to living for him. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And this one's my favorite, Romans 6, 4. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Move from death to life. Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows that you already are one, right? Baptism does not save you. Only your faith in Christ does that. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God not a result of works so that no one may boast. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. One of the, one of the last, 
talk so long, I forgot what I was talking about. What is the meaning and significance of baptism? There we go. Uh, baptism also connects us to the body of Christ, his people in the earth. In the baptism, in, in baptism, there's a real sense of being joined with other believers, not just participating in an individual act of our own spiritual journey. 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and 13 say this, For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, though many, are one body. So that, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So how are we to be baptized? Well, we believe that um, we baptize by immersion, which means you go under the water and you come back out. Um, other places do it other ways, and that, that's that's fine. Um, but as per the example of Jesus, by being immersed in water, the word baptize comes from a Greek word, which means uh, immerse or to dip under water, right? And so, and, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, right? That's what Matthew says. Every baptism in the Bible was by immersion underwater. Uh, the book of Acts shows us that this was the norm for every believer. Acts 8, so back to Philip. They both went down into the water. Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they came up out of the water, right? That's, that's an example of immersion. So who should be baptized? Anybody who is a believer. If you are a believer and you haven't been baptized, let's talk. Because if you are a believer in Christ, if Christ has washed away your sins, you're living for him daily and you haven't been baptized. Like um, every person who has made the decision to believe in Christ. When Paul writes to the believers in Rome, he assumes that all of them have been baptized already in Romans 6. And, and the one requirement for baptism is belief in Jesus, right? Belief in Jesus, right? So those who received the word were baptized. That's what happened on Pentecost. Lots of people were saved and every one of them baptized. Acts 8, 12. But when they, this, this is back to Philip. But when they believed as he preached the good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. We believe in baptizing, baptizing children when they're old enough to understand what it means and make a personal declaration of faith. That's what we believe. Other churches do it differently, and that's their, that's their prerogative, but, but that's what we believe is when they, they, they're old enough to understand and want to make a personal declaration, right? And uh, when are we to be baptized? Well, I think Paul makes it pretty clear, like, once you're saved, baptism is the next step, and, it, and, it, and in his opinion, um, it should happen pretty quickly. Um, there are lots of examples in that. 
in scripture, but I don't, I don't want to belabor it. But I do want to go back to Philip for a moment. This, this, this Ethiopian guy reading the Bible, here's the good news about Jesus, was reading something that he didn't understand. Someone came alongside him, opened up the scripture to him, right? And right away after hearing the good news, he's like, there's water, I want to be baptized right now. That's the kind of passion that I want. That's the kind of passion and, and like, we say at the mission, you know, we're a growing community living out God's radical love. And, and the mission of the mission is to make God's radical love contagious. And guess what? If you're living out the God's radical love, it's going to be contagious from you, right? Because people are going to see you differently. They're going to see Christ in you, right? And so this... I, this um, this Ethiopian man actually makes me think of a young lady in our own community, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, I, I didn't clear this with her, so I won't use her name. But, um, but just maybe a couple of months ago, I had this friend in church um, who's a regular church member here and has been for a long time. And she, she came up to me and she said, um, I really want to be baptized. I've been in church for a long time. And, you know, essentially she said, I'm really, like the scriptures are starting to open up for me. And it's become, my faith is becoming real and not just something that I do. And I want to, I want to be baptized. And I said, awesome. You know, like, I, I'm always thinking, like, how can I make something the biggest possible the, the biggest deal possible. And so I'm like, awesome. Well, okay, so we'll, we'll like wait like a few weeks and we'll advertise it at the church to see if anybody else wants to be baptized. And, and you know, like we'll, we'll get a pool because we didn't have this thing yet. And, and we'll, we'll get a pool and we'll, we'll, we'll like maybe have lunch together. And so she's like, no, I don't think you understand. Like I want to be baptized now. I don't want to wait three weeks. I don't want to open it up to the rest of the church. I want to be baptized right now. And so, like, two nights later, we met at somebody's house in a pool, and she was baptized. And I was just, like, so thankful that she checked me on that, you know? She checked me on that. And I was just so grateful. And so, as the worship team comes, we have today the opportunity to witness and be part of this sacred event in someone's life. I want you to catch the significance of this because this is huge, right? This is a, declar a public declaration that it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, right? And so in a few moments, we're gonna, we're gonna sing a, a, a little bit more as we get our, our folks ready to be baptized. And, uh, and then we're gonna, we're gonna talk some more um, with them. So, but here's my question to you. Do you believe in Jesus? Are you a believer in Jesus? And if you're not, that's okay. I'm glad you're here. God is glad you're here. Like, even if you don't believe in God, God believes in you, right? And so here's the deal. If, you, if you're not a believer in Jesus, I would love to grab coffee with you and just talk.
and just get to know you. But if you are a believer in Jesus, have you been baptized? Have you been baptized? If you have, I'm so happy. If you haven't, let's change that. Let's change that. And I want you to think about what's stopping you from being baptized. But also, I want to challenge those who, have, who are believers and have been baptized to look at the example of Philip. Because the call that we've received as a church from God is to make disciples, right? It's not to build a huge, ginormous church. It's not to make our church feel like a cruise ship where there's something for everybody, you know? It's not like we make the church into so much more than discipleship. We are called to make disciples. And so if you're a believer and you have been baptized, I want you to look at that that story this week in your quiet time. I want you to go to the story of Philip and the eunuch in Acts 8 and read it through and pray that God would give you the heart of Philip the evangelist. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for this day, this beautiful day that we get to celebrate uh, people making a decision to live their lives for you in accordance to your will and your, your spirit, Father. We thank you that now these people, they're, they're publicly showing their move from death to life because Christ died for them and was raised for them and he was raised for you and he was raised for me. And so Jesus, I ask you to just inhabit this place in this moment Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Father God, all of this is for you. The songs we sing, the words we preach, the prayers we pray. The friends we saddle up alongside. All of this is for you. To say, Jesus, that it is no longer I who live, but you who live in me. King Jesus. In the mighty name of Christ, that there's power in the name, we pray and everybody said, amen. podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.